The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Howdy one and all, welcome in. It is reaction to game one of the National League wildcard series. And what can you say? What an absolute dud. What a joke. What a disgrace for the New York Mets in kicking off the postseason. And sometimes baseball can be really simplistic. On Friday night out at City Field, it was really simplistic. The $43 million man stunk. He stunk. I don't want to hear about obliques. I don't want to hear about injuries. The, the excuses from the Fox broadcast last week in Atlanta to now the guys I love. I love David Cohn. I love Carl Ravitch. You could tell they couldn't wait to throw out the excuses for Max Scherzer. Nonsense. Nonsense. In the two biggest starts of Max Scherzer's Met career, Max Scherzer could not have come up any more small. And let me make something clear. We spent a lot of time last year eviscerating Garrett Cole for Garrett Cole getting absolutely shellacked by the Red Sox. Let's call it like it is. How do you give Max Scherzer a pass for tonight? You can't do it. And good for the Mets fans who booed his ass right out of the building. And for anybody who says you don't boo your own players, nonsense. Guy's making $43 million a year. 
kidding me? Gives up bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb. I, I, I think another ball just left City Field. Don't give this guy a pass because of the injury. That's nonsense. The biggest reason the Mets lost this game today is that Max Scherzer went completely gimp. He stunk. And anybody who's giving him a pass because of the injury is a fool. An absolute fool. That's number one. Number two, let's not excuse this lineup. So you Darvish is clearly having issues with pitch calm in the first inning. You Darvish is clearly having issues with base runners. First inning, when Door gets hit, McNeil ropes the single after the stolen base, and the Mets have it set up from an offensive perspective. They have first and third with one out with Pete Alonzo at the dish, and Alonzo could not have had a more pathetic at bat. And I don't want to hear about Alonzo hitting a foul ball 100 miles an hour. Who gives a crap? He took strike three right down the middle. Right down Broadway. Please. Embarrassing. And what did we talk about? Alonzo and Lindor needing to show up in these games. Well, in game one, Lindor, outside of a stone base, did nothing. Alonzo got a blue pit late in the game. whoop the freaking do Did nothing. Escobar had a good game today. He, but Escobar failed with a runner on third base after Marte stole second and stole third. The Met lineup, which did nothing in Atlanta. After those threats in the first two innings, they basically put you to sleep. You Darvish basically put you to sleep. Changing speeds, leg kicks, you name it. And now the Mets face elimination. Just think about that for a minute. The New York Mets, who won 100 games and were poised to win a division title basically all year, are now in a position where if they lose on Saturday night, their season comes to a close. And I know a lot of people are going to spend a lot of time talking about, well, should Jacob start a game one? Did Buck Showalter get this wrong? I don't want to hear that. His $43 million man said, I'm good to go. Good enough for me. Max Scherzer imploded. Max Scherzer failed miserably. Now it's time for the other ace of this team who has this looming contractual situation hovering over the offseason where, yeah, you have to look at this game realistically and say, is it possibly the last time that we're ever going to see Jake DeGrom in a Met uniform ever again? That is a thought going into Saturday night's game. But the vibe and the mood and the environment around the Mets right now is horrendous. Now, it could change in a minute. I expected this to be a three-game series. The betting line pulled you today. It went from 200 to 150 with everybody pounding the Mets. I'm telling you, they were begging you to take the Mets today. Begging you. I didn't. I ended up betting the Padres. Couldn't give that out on Baseball Night in New York. I didn't think SNY wanted to hear it, so we didn't do a same game parlay. But I love the Padres in this game. DeGrom's got to go and shove. He has not looked apart his last couple of starts. It's make or break time. Or you were talking about a bitter end to this season, losing the division, and then going feebly into the night against the San Diego Padres. And we'll see if this is going to be Max Scherzer's last start of the 2022 season. 
The jury is out on that. But tonight, just like last Saturday, in fact, he was worse than last Saturday down in Atlanta. Absolutely, positively shameful and embarrassing. And don't give Scherzer an excuse for this absolute dud of a performance. Embarrassing. Don't want to hear about it. It's 2-3 RA all year. Because against the Braves, second game, last game of that series, stunk. This game, even worse. All right. Calls right out of the gate. Let's head to uh, John, who's up next. What's up, John? JJ, what's up, man? Johnny, how we doing? What's up, man? As a Yankee fan, I am smiling from ear to ear. I don't know what's up with my cell phone, but all my Mets fans' friends aren't responding to any phone calls or text messages for some reason. I'm not sure if there's a problem with the cell phone tower, but I just saw a shit show at City Field. I saw Max Scherzer shit the bed yet again. The three biggest games of Max Scherzer this year against the Yankees, the Braves last week, and today he shit the bed in all of them. Tomorrow, they got the Grom first uh, Snell. The Grom's last four games, he's got an ERA of 6.0. Blake Snell's last four games, an ERA of 0.72. Tomorrow, the Mets get fucking buried. All that shit talking from all these Mets fans is fucking done. Then they can watch a real baseball team in the Bronx next. Well, listen, the Yankee fan, they're going right now. The Yankee fan, let's be honest, though, John, I know you're giddy right now. I want to, I know you want to stick it to your Mets fan friends. Let, let's be clear about something, though. Number one, if you're a Yankee fan, my advice, wait until the Mets get eliminated before you start talking smack. You know what I mean, Jack? Because, listen, we'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see what happens on Sunday. So you never know how this stuff can work out. Number two, the Yankees got their own problems to worry about, which is a postseason series against the Houston Astros. So let's be fair about that. Look, I'm a Yankee fan. I, I don't hide it. I think you guys know who I root for. But, like, it's one game in a best of three. The Mets could go and win the next two games of this series against the San Diego Padres. Is that outrageous or is that outrageous? Now, John clearly is going to poke the bear a little bit and give it to the Mets fan, and the Mets fan's probably not in the mood for it tonight. I wouldn't be either. All right, we go to a Mets fan. We go to him early because I wonder how he's feeling right now. Jeff, money. What's up, money? What's up, buddy? We ended the misery pretty quick. You know, I'd rather go through this than go through what the Cardinals go through. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about what scenario is worse, it's not even close. Far, far worse from a situation of St. Louis where you have a two-run lead, you bring your closer on in the mound, and he can't throw a strike, and you implode the way that he imploded. Uh, but this game, Jeff Money, it's as simple as that. It's on Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer did not answer the bell. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they started out getting uh, blown away there. And then, like you said, they had first and third, one out. And Alonzo just, I hate when they just stand there and get, get a cold third strike. I'd rather you swing at the freaking ball and get the strike out. Or fly and hit a fly ball deep, and they hit a fly ball deep when there's already two outs already, and it doesn't matter already. Just having two, two, two innings, they could have got already a couple of runs back. And once I saw that, they couldn't get that run in the, uh, what was that, the first inning? First inning, they had an opportunity to go and score a run right back. You had first and third with one out. You had the crowd into the game. McNeil ropes a single, and the Alonzo at bat in that situation, Jeff Money, was pathetic. Alonzo's got to be better. And I want to acknowledge a good buddy of mine who went to Syracuse with me. He's a big Mets fan. He works down in Pittsburgh now. The great Andrew Filipponi brought up a great point as far as the lineup. He just texted this to me a few minutes ago. Escobar should be hitting in that five spot, not Vogelback. And I know Vogelback had a good series 
against the Atlanta Braves last weekend. But Escobar, to me, is a guy that's swinging about well for this team. I want him up higher in the order. He's swinging a hot bat. Get Escobar up in the lineup tomorrow if you buck show Walter. Do it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. And then they got to they gotta forget about the damage, what happened. They got to go back with DeGrom and uh, they got to force it to a uh, game three. Let's hope they don't lay down and die tomorrow. They got to wake up from this. Jeff Money, I'm going to tell you this point blank, and I've not seen a betting line yet on this game. I think if the Mets are favored 180, 190 tomorrow, they're in decent shape in this game. If the Mets are only a 150 or 160 favorite, I'd be nervous. Uh, I'm looking right now. The Mets open up as a 190 favorite against the San Diego Padres. 190. Well, that's a good thing. You know, at least I mean, they're getting hits, but they got to get the uh, classic hits. They can't get the hits when there's nobody on, two out, and they get a hit. Big whoopie do. Get it in the clutch. Yeah, Jeff Money, that should not be overshadowed in this game. Good call as always, my friend. Should not be overshadowed in this game. First and second inning, they had a chance to score runs. They didn't do it. But the number one culprit, the number one goal for losing this game, the $43 million man who could not have been any worse. And good for him. He's not making excuses after the game. Said, you know what? I'll have to figure it out if I pitch again. You better hope if you're a Mets fan. I'm sure a very dejected and sick Hector in Washington Heights joins us next. Hello, Hector. The floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? You damn right. I'm sick and dejected. I unfortunately driving out of this place now and yeah man I, I'm disappointed I'm disappointed in Max you know I, I was excited that he was going game one I'll be honest he was my choice to go game one I felt like with him and his, the fire that he brings maybe can rub off on the offense and, and none of that happened he let us down and the offense continues to let us down um, I, yeah I, I hear what you're saying Max definitely shit the bed but the offense has just not shown up yeah, you're not wrong about that. And Hector, I'm sure being in that building, when you get first and third in the first inning and the polar bear's coming up, you're saying, let's go, man. This is our time to strike. Let's get a run. Let's get right back in this game. Let's regain the momentum that we lost with the Josh Bell two-run homer. And that doesn't happen. Alonzo cannot take strike three right down the middle. I mean, that is that is a room service fastball. I don't know what he's looking at there. So he fails and Vogelback fails. Boom, end the inning. Same thing happens in the second inning with Escobar. We had a good game tonight, but he failed when Starling Monte is on third and you got a chance to drive him in. That's bad situational baseball. And after that, Hector, they did nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, like that was basically the ball game, like you said right there. From then on, there was really not much of a threat. Um, and like, yeah, when I went first and third, and that, the frustrating part is that for most of the year at first, when the team was kind of clicking, I guess you can say, they would come right back if the team, the other team scored. And that's another thing that we haven't seen. And they had a chance there. And Pete, I love Pete, but, and I feel like he just gets in his head too much. You know, he tries to do so too good, but you just can't take that pitch. No, you can. And Hector, listen, the guy you want to see up in these big spots for the Mets, it's not even close, dude. It's McNeil. That is the guy I have the utmost confidence in that he's going to give me a good at bat if there's a runner on base. And tomorrow, my two tweaks for the lineup for Buck Showalter if he's listening right now. And he should be. Maybe after the game, he fires up Spotify Live or he downloads the podcast if he's smart. Uh, but what he should do, Hector, twofold. One, Marte, get him right back in that two spot. His at-bats were fine today. I had no issues with what I saw from stalling Marte. Get him in the two spot, number one. And number two, I want to see Escobar hitting behind Alonzo tomorrow. I would go, boom, Nimmo, Marte, 
McNeil. Oh, actually, we have a lot of Lindor we got to think about here. Maybe you drop McNeil against the lefty. Or, or you go or you go Lindor 5. I'm fine with that, too. Lindor 5, and then you go Escobar 6. Done. Done. And then Canna, and then you go Alvarez, and then you go whoever's behind the plate. Probably Tomas Nita. But, but you know there's no way how they're going to, uh, you know, put the, the, the pretty boy with all the money fifth. They, they're not going to do that to him. So it'll probably have to be McNeil get dropped or Escobar. Usually when there's a lefty going against us, he puts um, McNeil like six or seven, which I hate, but that's what he does. Yeah, I would do it five. And listen, Hector, you still want to see McNeil up in big spots. I don't care if it's lefty or righty. Uh, but the Mets better figure out this offense fast, man. And I know a lot of attention is going to be on Jake, whether this is going to be his last start, whether this is going to be the last time you ever see him wearing a Met uniform ever again. Yeah, he needs to go out and do his thing. But if the Mets give you more of the same offensively tomorrow, Hector, this season is ending. JJ, this team needs to come and drop at least a four spot in the first inning. They had a chance to do it today. Come out and do this shit tomorrow and stop fucking around. You know, you want to talk about putting the ball in play, making the pitches work. Do something. Alonzo, you want to talk about, oh, we're going to be okay, all this jolly shit all the time? Well, make us fucking jolly because right now you're pissing us off. That's what they got to do. They got to score some fucking runs. And then, Jake, you want to opt out? You want more fucking money? Earn this shit. Let's fucking go. This will be a fucking failure of a season, JJ. And excuse me because I'm, I'm getting fired the fuck up. But this will be a big failure of a season. You come out and you lead the division all this fucking time. You go to fucking Atlanta. After you fucking screwed the whole month of September, you screwed around, you fucking go and get beat by the Cubs, you fuck around with the Nats, and then you got one game to win in Atlanta, and you can't do that shit, and now you come and you fucking do this shit in, in the first game of the wild card. They better come out tomorrow, and they got to make us happy. I don't want to hear nobody tell me about all the 100 wins and tell me how to be a fucking fan. This team got to make me happy. I don't got to be happy for them. They got to make me happy. That's enough of this bullshit. I love it, Hector. I love the fire. I love the passion. And I know, Hector, you booed the daylights out of Max Scherzer tonight. Did you not? To be honest, JJ, I didn't. I didn't. Wow. I'm so With how angry you sound, I figured you would have booed him out of the building tonight. No, I, honestly, I was telling my cousins who were actually here with me in the car. Um, I actually didn't like that we booed him, but I understand. He oh, I totally get it. See, I disagree there, Hector. I totally get it. The guy's making $43 million a year. He stunk Saturday against the Braves, and he was even worse today. He's going to hear it. And he deserves to hear it. He deserves to hear it. I probably should have booed him. He deserved it. Ah, I love it. Hector, I don't disagree. Excellent call as always, my man. Good luck tomorrow night. Um, the Mets do need to score first. When you're playing in one of these elimination games, you've got to score first. And if they don't tomorrow, that's going to be a very, very tense city field crowd. Very tense. It is Newark time. We head to Alex, our buddy. Hello, sir. Uh, listen, the, the Alonzo kept the shirt on today, no? The shirt was on. The shirt was on for the polar bear. Uh, it'd be nice to see the polar bear swing the bat with a couple of runners on base, just saying. Well, here, 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 here's the thing. First of all, the road team today. It's good to be the road team today. Uh, amazing, actually, if you think about it. Um, you know, I mean, that's baseball during the season, no. Um, but obviously, you know, pretty astonishing. Um, obviously the guardians took care of business or whatever they're called, but outside of that, but here's the thing. And I think you'll admit that admit this, and this is one of the biggest arguments we've had over the years. This format works. The one game playoff compared to this and even football, the way they've that, that opening weekend of playoffs, it's great. 
It's great. You know, I, I think, I think, listen, we got to see how it plays out. Major League Baseball nailed this. Uh, I agree with you, Newark. And listen, I was a big time proponent of the one game playoff, as you know. Here's what I like about this format still. It still rewards you if you win a division and if you're one of the two top teams within your league. You're still getting a first round bye. I'm glad they didn't go to seven. I'm glad they didn't go to eight. I didn't want everybody playing in this dopey best of three. There is still some meaning on being one of the top two teams within your league. And you're seeing what happens if you get punished if you're a team like the Mets. You didn't win your division. You lost out to the Braves. And now you're in a best of three. And it's funny, the Braves a lot remind me of the National a few years ago when you were on WFAN and the Mets were destroyed them one series. And me and you were just, I mean, off our, you know, uh, uh, off our minds. And, um, you know, the Nationals came back and similar to the Braves. Listen, I remember you saying, listen, the Braves got to show some answers here. They can't be getting bitch slapped by the Mets. And lo and behold, the championship pedigree came through. And this is what you see. Here's the thing I picked up from the game. And Joe Torrey used to say this. Playoff baseball is about two out hits, two out outs. The Padres wrecked this game with two outs. They wrecked it, right? I mean, three of their home runs, I think, were with two outs. So, um, you know, obviously that's, uh, you get those outs or one or two of those. Um, and here's the thing I with Scherzer, you know what I thought of? That could be Garrett Cole. That's what made me nervous. Yeah. I mean, listen, Alex, we saw it last year with Garrett Cole. We saw it last year in a very similar situation. Now the Yankee season came to a close. We don't know if this is going to be Max Scherzer's last start of the 2022 season, but we saw with Garrett Cole. And this is where I have to give anybody the business who's going to go and give Scherzer a pass for tonight. We didn't give Cole a pass when he got embarrassed by the Red Sox last year. He wasn't at 100%. Nobody cared that he wasn't at 100% because he pitched the game. He got lit. He didn't give his team a chance to win. You got to be fair with Scherzer. He said he's fine. He said he's good enough to pitch. He stunk tonight. Bottom line, $43 million. He stunk tonight. And listen, I, it was, I, you know, obviously the records are what the records are, and the Mets had a dominant record, and it's tough to say they cleft. But I, to me, when I look at the teams as a novice, I don't know. Like, I think, the listen, the Padres are a better team. They scare me more. There's more. But I, I don't see how the Mets are good. See, I didn't think they were a better team all year. Um, they have more star power maybe in the middle of their lineup with Juan Soto and with Manny Machado. Um, the Mets were a better team than the Padres all season. But the, the issue is, Newark, here's the issue. The Mets, who were a tremendous baseball team throughout April, May, June, July, and August, did not play like a great baseball team, only went two games over 500 in September. And remember, they were playing Cupcake City in September. That was the time they should have beat the living daylights out of those teams. And and here's the thing you have tomorrow. I mean, obviously the Padres are throwing, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're throwing a stud. Uh, DeGrom, you know, there's the question mark. And, and it's going to, listen, either DeGrom delivers and sort of cements himself as the Met guy and this like potential legendary Met, or he, regardless of his start tomorrow, you could be seeing him the last time pitching for the Mets. It's very possible. Very, very possible. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the narrative tomorrow, but if the Mets go and lose this game, whatever happens, we will be talking about possibly Jacob DeGrom pitching for the last time if you're the New York Mets ever in that organization. And look, that's not what Mets fans want to be talking about. Uh, I think they are very compromised no matter what happens here in this postseason. But Alex, you're facing elimination at this point. It's get me to tomorrow. 
if I'm a Met fan, I'm not thinking about the Dodgers. I'm not thinking about the Braves. I'm not thinking about the Grom. I'm not thinking about what Steve Cohen's going to do in the offseason. It's about get me to tomorrow. Can I see a baseball game on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night? That is the question. And, 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 and I'll just leave you with this. And I mean, any team would feel this way, but if they lose tomorrow and I agree with the last call, call who was spitting fire. If you're a Met fan, this season from where they were, the expectations, the record, everything would go down. I would think as, you know, it would have been better sneaking in like the Phillies making the playoffs. You would feel decent about it. Hey, we got in. We took a step. You can't be this dominant. This this exceptionally awesome, one of the elite teams record-wise throughout the year, elite Hall of Fame potential pitchers, and you just go out and two, it, it will go from a, a feel-good season to one of maybe the biggest disappointment seasons. Not wrong, Alex. If the Mets go and lose this first-round series to the San Diego Padres, it is a bitter, bitter disappointment of the year. I don't want to hear about 100 wins. I don't want to hear about what you did April through August. Nonsense. You could take those 100 wins and throw them in the toilet. They mean absolutely nothing to me. You have to win this game tomorrow, and then you got to find a way to win on Sunday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Scotty joins us. He's up next. Hello, Scotty. I mean, Jay, I feel bad for the Mets fans, man, because that reminded me of Garrett Cole last year. I was like, damn, now you guys know our pain a little bit. Well, it was a similar script for the two aces, the hired gun aces, Cole for the Yankees, Scherzer for the Mets. But what made this game even more depressing from a Mets standpoint, Scott, is the lifeless nature of the at-bats, inning after inning. After inning, after the first two innings, they did nothing. Outside of the Escobar home run, they did absolutely nothing in this game. Yeah, Julian has the diary of the wimpy kid icon. I kind of wanted to hear him talk, but that's, and that's legendary right there. But, I mean, they remind me of the Yankees in the wild card game last year when they just they couldn't hit. Cole gave up that big home run to Schwarber, and then the Red Sox kind of pretty much had the game won by then. See, at least the Yankees tease you in that game, though. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Scotty, with the uh, the Stanton ball and then uh, whoever it was. I think it was, I think it was Judge getting thrown out the plate by that awful send by Phil Nevin. Um, but you know, like they teased you a little bit in that game. The Mets never teased you in this game. They, I mean, the minute the minute Scherzer gave up the home run, the pro far that made it six to nothing, the game was over, completely, completely over. The Yankees didn't choke away the division. And now we got to play either the fake Cleveland Indians or the Ray. Well, it just goes to show you, Scotty, how important it is to have that time off. Because in these best of threes, you 
don't know what can happen. Anything can go down, whether it's your ace just completely shitting the bed or it's your closer completely losing the plate like we saw in the St. Louis-Philadelphia game where that line stunk, and I'm glad that I got on the Philadelphia Phillies today. Well, that was a bad look for the Cardinals, and now the Cardinals are on the brink. Uh, the Mets are on the brink. Toronto, how about Seattle? How about what Castillo did for Seattle today? How fantastic was he? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like, this guy is great, and Luke, uh, Frankie Montas didn't take a hike. He sucks. Yeah, it's an L for the Yankees. And I know a lot of the Yankee fans came at me and they said, well, Dominguez and, and Volpe and whatnot. As good as Peraza may look, I mean, I would have traded, I would have traded Peraza for Luis Castillo, Scotty, in a nanosecond. In a nanosecond. But listen, let Seattle go let Seattle be a pain in the ass for the for the Houston Astros in a week. And and by the way, uh Dwight Gooden is way better than Jacob DeGrom and my man was on cocaine. So, I mean. Well, I mean, listen, both guys had unbelievable peaks. Interesting. I mean, good probably at his best. You probably give him the edge. DeGrom has had a longer peak. Like in a Met uniform, he's clearly had a longer peak. I don't think there's any doubt. The great Andrew in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, his Mets face elimination. I know you're not well. Andrew, I hope you didn't have the Mets tonight. If, but Mets, I want to bet the Mets with your money, John. I mean, listen, Andrew, the Padres, the Padres tonight, getting that line, seeing Mets minus 200, and then it closes at around 150 or 155 with everyone betting the Mets. That's all you needed to know. No, no, I, w- I wouldn't bet the Mets with a freaking 10, 10 foot pole. I'm enough with this team already, John. Same thing every year. You played 162 games, you couldn't win one game over the weekend against your division rival. John. You don't hear people talking about teams being soft in baseball. This is the friggin' softest team I've ever seen in my friggin' life. And it's been like this for a while. Well, Andrew, listen, you're calling them soft. That was a no-show tonight. That was a no-show from the $43 million ace. Hey, your backs are against the wall now. You're facing elimination. You got DeGrom. You got Bassett. Go win one of the next. Go win the next two games. Not one of the next two. Go win Saturday night and go win Sunday and show me some stones and get to the Dodgers. Show me something. I mean, can the Mets even get one run off of friggin' um the what's that pitcher's name that started tonight? Well, Darvish, it was the one home run from Escobar. One of him ever? Oh, I mean, they never hit Darvish. They never hit Darvish. You're so right about that. They never hit him. I can't even do this anymore. This is freaking ridiculous. I went through the whole season, didn't have faith in them to win the division. Everyone's telling me, no, it's a different team. We got Buck, we got Scherzer, we got DeGrom, we got Lindor. Well, what happened? They blew the freaking division on the last weekend. And now I got to deal with this. Seven to one. Game was over in the third inning. I, I can't do this anymore, John. I really can't. I have no come back tomorrow. For what? Yeah, Andrew. I Andrew, I understand it. And here's what I would tell you. Do I like your chances long-term in this postseason? Of course not. Do I think you can win the next two games against the Padres? Yes. I don't think the San Diego Padres are a great team. I know everything that you've seen from the Mets would tell you otherwise, but it's two games. The Mets can win two games in a row. But as far as the bigger picture stuff, and you're bruised, battered, and beaten, and I know you're getting PTSD. Maybe you're thinking about Tom Glavin in the last game of the 2007 season. I mean, this was a performance very similar to that. Very, very similar to that. Andrew, until you see the Mets in your lifetime go and win a World Series, you're going to be haunted by this stuff. You've seen it with other fan bases in the past. You've seen it with the Red Sox. 
and the Cubs and Cleveland. How many of these tortured franchises do you see it with until they finally break through? That's what you're going to have to go through with the Mets. You're going to have to deal with a lot more pain until you get to the top of the mountain. John, World Series. We were up 10 games. We were up to winning in the division the whole freaking year. 10 games. Yeah, and Andrew, you know, you're spending a lot of time on the Braves. Listen, you're spending a lot of time on that Braves series, and they no-showed the Braves series. But guess what? It would have meant nothing if they would have played better against the Nationals and the Cubs and the Pirates and the no-show from DeGrom against the A's where that series against Atlanta wouldn't have meant anything. John, I'm having Ozzer over here. Not, I'm not surprised. This is not surprising to me, okay, because they did the same shit last year. This isn't a surprise. I was, I'm not totally freaking baffled that they lost to the Padres, okay? But at the end of the day, the bottom line is I, it's, it's the same thing over and over again. You got to win one freaking game. Do I have confidence in tomorrow? No, I don't. I'm done, John. I can't do it. But at the end of the day, John, give me freaking Utah tomorrow. Buy that down to two at UCLA. There you go. Andrew already trying to find something to put him in a better mood. Will Utah football. I am going with Boomer sooner. Andrew, I... Uh, Andrew, listen. Go, go have yourself a nice cocktail. Go decompress. Get ready for a full slate of college football. I'm going to be on the golf course at 1030 in the morning with the great Tommy Keenan. I cannot wait for that. And I'm going to see my buddy Lou Gower, who is going to be in the most pissy mood imaginable tomorrow. Oh, he is going to be in a dapper, dapper mood. Of course, he was at the game tonight. He is like, I mean, you want to talk about a guy's an absolute mush. He's at the Scherzer Yankees start. He's at this game. Met fans, keep him the whole way. Let's head to Lee, who's up next. What's happening, Lee? Hey, JJ, what's going on, man? Lee, how we doing, bro? What's happening? Stunned. I mean, I, I can't even process what happened today. It was unbelievable. And I know $43 million is going to get tossed around a lot. Max Scherzer did not earn his... His contract this year, period, full stop. I don't care what he did in the beginning of the year. All of that doesn't mean anything because he did not come up in the game when it mattered. I agree. And last week against Atlanta, for what it's worth, I'm totally with you. I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't want to hear about the oblique. The two biggest games Max Scherzer pitched all year, he came up very, very small. Excellent point. Here's the biggest concern for me. He's going to be 39 next year, and he already missed two months I'm sorry, he's 39 next year. He missed two months this year with different injuries in the oblique twice. And it's got to be hurting him. There's no way that he's not injured. I don't care what he says. And that's not an excuse, but 100%, he's not right. Number two, I just got to talk to some fellow Met fans here, like the guy who just spoke previously. If you're done, you're done. I'm fucking tired of, I can't take it anymore. It's 2007, blah, 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 blah. They still fucking play tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen, and you have to you have to keep the faith. I agree with that, Lee. Listen, and history. Let, let me tell you something. Lee. History in sports tells us that normally these teams that are dealing with a drought have got to be pushed to the brink. They've got to be pushed to the limit before you see something special happen. And look, I'm not trying to tell you that I think the Mets are winning the World Series as they face elimination in the wild card round. That is not the point I'm trying to make. I don't know what the deal is with Scherzer. I don't know what the deal is with DeGrom. But the point being is, until you're eliminated, you're, you're alive. You know what I mean? And they have an opportunity to go and win two games at home. The Padres are not world beaters. 
They are not an all-time great team. You have two games with quality pitchers on the mound. Go and show up and win two games at home. You don't know what's going to happen. Root for your fucking team. If it's truly a team that you are a fan of, then root for your team. You want to complain after the season's over? You want to quit on the team? Fine. But you know what? I've listened to too many fans on social media all season long in like the second inning or third inning of a game going, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Fine. Goodbye. Leave. I'm fucking ridiculous. I love it, Lee. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And listen, I understand the pain my guy Andrew in Bay Ridge is going through. But you got to move on to tomorrow. There is a game tomorrow night, folks. I'm sorry. There is a game tomorrow night. And I get it. You haven't seen the Mets win a World Series since 1986. Like in my lifetime, I didn't live through 86. I saw the Mets in 99. For what it's worth, they had a better team in 99 than they did in 2000. 2000, it was to the Yankees. Yankees were in the middle of a dynasty. 2006 was their best opportunity to win a championship. Not even close. The 06 team was better than 99 and 2000, and they were better than the 2015 team. They didn't win. They didn't win. A lot of swirling storylines around Jake tomorrow. Let's see if Jake is going to go and be great. Let's head to Craig, who's up next. Hello, Craig. Hey, JJ, how you doing? Gotcha, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. What's happening, man? JJ, I got a question for you, and I want to get your expertise on it because I I have been losing my mind. I feel like I need to shrink to be with this Mets lineup, especially over the past three weeks. And I've broken it down to the individual players. And I'd like your insight on this. When I look at a guy like McNeil, the way he hits his seven for 16 in the Brave series with a homer and two RBIs. And then we look at guys like Alonzo. He sets the Met record for RBIs. We look at Lindor. He sets the Met record for RBIs by a shortstop. But I don't know, man. Am I crazy to feel like I want to see Jeff McNeil up in moments? Versus- oh, it's not even close. Craig, Craig, it's not even close. If the game is on the line and you are giving me one Met to hit tomorrow night, down a run or tied with a runner on second base, I want Jeff McNeil getting me at bat. Totally, totally agree. It's not even close. It's not even close. Because I know, Craig, he's going to give you a competitive spirit at a bat. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it drives you insane. Like, that that first inning, that, that pitch down the pipe, first and third, down 2-0, the, this Mets team in May always responded to that. And I see, I love Alonzo. You can't, you, you can't deny 40 home runs, 131 RBIs. You can't deny it. But I got to tell you with that, it's almost like the weight of the world. Every time he gets up with that deep breath versus a guy like McNeil, he's like a force of nature with his Ty Cobb hands where everything, he never strikes out. He's always giving an offering, like Mookie Wilson said in 86. I don't know. It just seems like there's no consistency through the lineup when they're all hot. And we could talk about Scherzer all night. But again, Max could have given up three runs tonight. Didn't make a difference. The bats need to perform. I'd like for the bats to lead the pitching staff for once. And I'd like to see us come out tomorrow. JJ, your shows are great. We'll talk again. Craig, great point. I totally agree with the approach difference for Pete and Jeff McNeil. And look, Jeff McNeil's a rare breed. Pete is going to be his own person, but you can tell he puts too much pressure on himself in these situations. And his at-bat in the first inning of this game was a killer tonight. There's no other way around it. And Max is the sword. Max stunk tonight. 
Saturday night, the Mets need to score first. The Mets need to show you serious signs of life with the bat. And the problem is they haven't been great against lefties all year. And Blake Snell has thrown his best ball of the year. You don't love where the Mets are at. But go win a game. Stewart joins us. What's up, Stu? Stewie. Stewie, let's unmute. Let's go. Going once. Going twice. Stu, you got to hit that unmute button and I'll punch you up. Let's go. All right, Stewart's gone. Uh, Bahavik is up next. He joins us. What's up, buddy? What up, man? I mean, I'm Yankee fan. I kind of enjoyed this shit because I see Matt. But it is not over because that motherfucker Jacob DeGrom can pitch. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's an all-time, he's an all-time great. He's a future Hall of Famer, but you have to wonder, with the way he finished up the year and hearing about this blister, how is Jacob DeGrom going to look in the biggest game of the year where his team faces elimination? Nobody knows right now. Nobody knows. No, but like Cole, I killed Cole personally. That was a day after my damn 21st birthday. You don't know. It was causing me to drink for various reasons. Not only now, different reasons that I intended to, but let's put it that. Way. But last year was hard. I got I still don't trust Cole. Game one, like I don't know what is it. I just do not trust that man. But like this Mets game tomorrow, it's gonna be tough because the Mets they just got slapped around. It wasn't even. It was like, do you watch? If you watch boxing, you might get this analogy. It was like Floyd Mayweather versus Diego Corrales. He's just slapping him around. He's bullying him around. The ring. That's what the Padres did to the Mets. Yeah, and you know what the issue is? I'll, I'll tell you what the biggest problem is, Bahavik, and I appreciate the call. What happened down the stretch of this year and what happened at the end of the regular season, that's the biggest problem. We feel like this team is just not where they needed to be. This was a ton of fun. I know it wasn't the result the Mets fan was looking for, but just to come on after these playoff games is just exhilarating. It gives me such a rush. I get geeked out. I'm on SNY before these games. I talk to you guys after these games. I mean, I I, I don't want to get dramatic and all emotional. I mean, it's not the night for it. I really have the best job in the world. I really do. I really have the best jobs, I should say, in the world. And the good news is we have two more of these coming up. Well, we have one Saturday night. I don't know what the hell is going on Sunday because we have football to worry about too. But tomorrow night, same deal. Right after the Met game, we are going to have a Spotify Live. We will post it as a podcast. We'll see if the Mets season is going to Sunday or are we talking about elimination. Remember, Escobar, get them up in the order. Alvarez, got to be in there. And can the Mets find a way to go to Grom right into Edwin Diaz? That's the Mets' best opportunity of winning this game. Game one is on Max Scherzer. It's also on the Mets' bats. We'll see if they show up in game two. Great work by Stefan. We are out. I'm going on SOI in a matter of moments. JJ out. We'll talk to you right after game two. Be good, everybody.